And hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Zach and Alex here, as always. Um, the one place where you can get me to say something and I will not remember what I said. Literally, someone tweeted us this week. Mm-hmm. They were like, they quoted something I said. And I was like, oh, I don't remember saying that, but cool. I literally didn't. And it was like the last episode we did. So that's yeah, crazy. <laughs> so that's how i'm doing i'm how you doing (laughs) how you doing alex i am doing fantastic after this incredible weekend of racing we had incredible you just serenaded this weekend you were like "Mm." i it's it was she was kind of hot honestly she served she gave what was supposed to be given honestly yes this is the first weekend without nascar no indycar she's been gone for a while all right but like (laughs) i don't miss nascar at all i miss indycar still but like IMSA and Formula God. One showed up this weekend. And I know we shit on NASCAR literally every episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally every episode. For good reason. You can, you can like, maybe the Bristol episode was... The, no, because I still shit on NASCAR. So like, this is what it should be like. Anyways, I feel like NASCAR has so many black eyes because everything I don't like about NASCAR gets proven, like, the championship format, for example. IMSA just mm-hmm. had what NASCAR wishes wishes they could get and nascar owns imsa oh my god i <laughs> bet still... Steve phelps was fucking beating the fuck out of a wall last night that they didn't get that in the cup series that right. they never will either i don't think probably they never not. will i i hope they don't for karma's sake um and then of course the championship battle that we've been following this entire year obviously hamilton and verstappen it's like, why have a final four race when you could just have the championship, like, be decided every race? Like, right. we talk about it every single week. And now that NASCAR's done for the year, we don't, like, yeah, we're still thinking about it, but it's like we didn't have to deal with the nonsense. We just got to watch actual good racing all weekend. I loved it. I did not give such up. such a breath of fresh air. I just couldn't even give a fuck about Kyle Larson, my favorite NASCAR driver winning the championship. I'm just, I just want to reiterate that point and how NASCAR is just so done for me because I can't even take the championship seriously anymore. Even though I know Kyle Larson is obviously the deserving champion. I should relish in that success. But all I can think about is how, if that caution doesn't come out with like 28 to go, we're talking about Martin Truex Jr. The champion, like, come on, come on y'all do better. They won't. It's okay. Fucking. And, anyway. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this regarding NASCAR really quick. Uh, the position Lewis Hamilton was in today, NASCAR killed anything happening in NASCAR ever. Right. Because Hamilton was in a position that was do or die for the whole season. It was do or die. And NASCAR, you're only really in that position if you're below the cut line and you win a race. Yes. Um, you just don't get that in NASCAR anymore. Yes, so. and it's like if you're below the cut line, I honestly don't give a fuck about you anyways. Okay, Eric Amarola. Sorry to pick on him, Jackson. Eric Amarola. Oh, he's trying to get into the top 12. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. Eric Amarola is selling PS5s right now. I'm yeah. He got, he got let me, let me like, hop on that. Still. <laughs> I'll be playing NASCAR Ignition on my PS5. Yeah, let me do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, God shall we damn. talk about we talk about some great racing because I'm so pumped. Let's talk about honestly, uh, IMSA. I said this before we recorded IMSA and IndyCar, they are doing it. I feel They're like IMSA low key, 
they have more good races than IndyCar. Low-key. Low-key. That's bold. That's bold. That is bold. But, but to I, be fair... I, I see what you're saying. My yeah. reasoning is, I will... Multi-class racing kind of sets itself up, though. There's always passes. Like, you have to pass mm-hmm. cars. There's always a pass going on. It creates, sure. like, drama that's kind of stupid, but it's, like, also real because it's, like, just... That's just the there's nature of multiple, the game. There's multiple different races going on at once. Yeah. Which is so unique and interesting to me. It is so cool. People don't like people kind of forget about that about endurance racing. It's not just right. these guys racing for a long time. There's like five different races in IMSA, the IMSA WeatherTech cars. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I wasn't trying to harp on IndyCar. I was just like, I just feel like it might also just be like the endurance races this year. They really drove it in for me. Like Daytona, Sebring, right. and Petit Le Mans fucking re oh my god. It's, I can't even yeah. explain it. It was such good racing, and I didn't even get to watch um, all of the race yesterday because I'm trying to live out my college life, my last year that I'm doing it. I got drunk as mm. hell last night, by the way. <laughs> I had a great time, though. You were celebrating saw... Ricky Taylor. Oh, my God. I wish we were. Oh. No, I'll say about IMSA, I've, I used to only watch the Rolex 24. Right. And then... Me too. This year, I'm like, I want to watch more. So I watched Sebring. And then I watched, like, I watched probably half the season, maybe a little more of Insta yeah. this year. I love it. This is, it is really, really intriguing. And like we talked about on our video game episode, motorsports, the Smash Brothers of motorsports is IMSA. Yes, it really is. <laughs> like, like the it's 24 a crossover. It's like, like you the have, ultimate, yeah. Yeah, you have F1 drivers, you have NASCAR drivers, IndyCar drivers. You just have everyone coming in especially for the big races it it's just so cool and you don't get that anywhere else like we had scott dixon racing yesterday alexander rossi and uh kobayashi johnson jimmy johnson Johnson. everyone knows who the fuck that is in america like yeah racing fans like i don't know i'm so excited for the relux 24 because i'm like i would say imsa is probably my number three motorsport right now it's like my number (laughs) too i like it more than f1 low-key i enjoy the endurance races so much i can like honestly the endurance races like daytona sebring and um petite lamont i know watkins mm-hmm. lynn is also an endurance race i just like i didn't watch it this year i don't know why right. i never watch watkins Glen. it's like the summer races i have trouble watching i don't know why maybe because there's like other racing well, on anyways next year IMSA should be in a better position TV wise because they're gonna I hope so. I think everything will be on Peacock at least. But then I think more races are on NBC and USA rather mm-hmm. than just track pass, which I think is going away after this year. So that oh, should be better. All right. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, but no, IMSA is just so interesting to me. Yes. It, Every race I watched this year, I think the DPIs were really close. The, the DPIs end. are so fun. I it's just how does that happen? No matter yeah. what, they're going to be close. And then the championship is close at the end too. It's a ten-hour race, and it still came race. all season plus a ten-hour finale. I know. Still came down to it's the kind last, of a like, crown jewel points. race too. Like yeah, I really like that vibe of it. Like mm-hmm. it's like. It's why Bristol should be the finale for NASCAR because it's like basically a crown jewel. Mm-hmm. And I think it's perfect racetrack to decide the champion in NASCAR. Petit Lamar has that vibe for me. 
because it's also a very crazy track it's very hilly it's very fast sweepy corners um the racing is immaculate can i just say road atlanta why on earth is indycar not racing there why is a nascar not racing there too every american series should be there that is awesome i don't think i've ever actually watched a full race at road atlanta that track's awesome Oh my it's god. It's such a NASCAR. They used to test NASCAR. Um yeah. the teams used to test there. I think it's a such a NASCAR road course, you know? It's so yeah. short. It's not that long. It's not that complicated. It like, just sets of, itself up for good racing. Right. I've heard a lot of hype about it. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, wonder if it's like overrated. But no, this is like the real deal. This track is that track is so cool. Yeah, like if IndyCar didn't have like too many road courses already, I would love if they went to Sebring oh, sure. and um Sebring and Road Atlanta. But um, mm-hmm. They already got good road course. Well, we could trade. Um, what's a road course I don't like in IndyCar? Nashville? Oh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Nashville ain't going anywhere. Oh, sorry, Joseph. <laughs> Joseph, yeah, I didn't say that. So you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. I don't know. I fuck with all the IndyCar tracks, you know, mm-hmm. except the obvious one that we won't mention. Um, yeah. We don't, we don't know her. We don't um, know her. But yeah, so Zach was at the party by the. Zach wasn't there by the time the finish happened, but let's yeah. talk about the overall I race. Getting, I was getting drunk off my ass on Holiday Trulies, which are pretty good, by the way. I, if anyone was on <laughs> So the thing with endurance races is I, I can't focus on oh, yeah. it for that long, but it's like, you know, I was playing Animal Crossing, yeah. I was watching the race. I'm like, this is so fun and cozy. I was yeah, definitely, so much fun. You, you got to have it on the background. Like, oh, I yeah. don't hyper-focus on it. Like, but... I, I can't just stare at my screen for 10 hours watching it intensely. I'm sure a lot of IMSA fans can do that. Yeah. I, I can't, mainly because I don't know who a lot of these drivers are. Yeah. I mainly know them by association of the Rolex, primarily. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I had so much fun. I had it on from start to finish. Never turned Damn. it off. Wow. Uh, and, you know, the Ally 48 team with Jimmy Johnson, Kobayashi, and Simon Pagano, they were there too. And at one point, I thought they were going to win, but then a caution came out at a bad time. I don't know. There's just, I'm so excited. I just, there's so much about this race. It was so good. Yeah, the strategies kind of go everywhere too. Um, mm-hmm. I could only really like focus. The 24 of Daytona, ironically, mm-hmm. I did a really good job of, like, focusing on all the battles, um, especially yeah. through the night, like, on who was faster at what point of the race. Um, obviously, except when I went to sleep, then, you know. But I still, I think I tried to sleep with the TV on at Daytona, but I couldn't do it. I, I need, like, a fan. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, um, from what I saw, it was a lot of action. There was some drama. Like, there was a crash on a restart. Um, and then everything was building up to the 31 DPI and the 10 DPI Whelan versus Wayne Taylor. Mm-hmm. They were basically battling best, best one of them wins the championship. They were that close in points. Yep. Um, weird how that happens. <laughs> um, Twitter <laughs> would have you believe it never happens. So nah. And so the last, I guess we'll talk about the last lap move. Um, yeah. I, it's cool. It was, I, I, I love how Ricky went for it. I don't like how, who was in the car? Nazar? Felipe Nazar? Yeah. He low-key moved in under the breaking zone? Low-key? There was a lot of discussion about that. Yeah. Um, like, there's some discussion right now about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, Chief. I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree. 
I just don't agree with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. IMSA was probably in a position where they're kind of like, I don't know if we should say anything about that because then you also had Ricky Taylor, but they want to say he won after he cut the track like that. Yes. Then yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't because so I they, don't want the championship to be decided on a penalty. Right. Either. So I think the best case was them just letting them race. Yes. Which is what they did. Uh, I don't know. It's that's definitely not something that should happen. Yeah. Uh, but but like Nazareth's defending for a championship, so it's like he's not just gonna let Ricky Taylor go right on by either. Right. But also, we could, this is this is some NASCAR thinking. Yeah, you could just ram his ass. <laughs> oh, you gonna block me? Okay, have fun. Like, yeah. If it's the last lap, mm-hmm. that's something. That's something. I don't know. I I think in hindsight, maybe that's an option. Well, I think Ricky Taylor did everything he could, yes. right? And he, I mean, he, he was like five seconds behind, and it was crazy. It's like, oh, it's he's too far back. All of a sudden, he's three seconds back, and then he's one second back, and everyone's freaking out. Oh my god, he's gonna get him. And then lap traffic came in and it just held him up. And then he managed to catch back up again. It's like, oh my God, it's, it was a tournament. It was, it was all the lap traffic, as Zach mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. It was just all the lap traffic just playing a huge factor. And it came down to the last lap, last few corners. And the only way he was going to get around him was by doing the dive bomb move like that. Yeah. And he tried it. And if I were him, I wouldn't have any regrets about it. Cause like, I mean, it probably sucks to lose, but I mean, what a crazy effort, right? Yeah. So cool. He did everything he could. Yeah. Yeah. And it came, I mean, that's the beauty of a championship. It all comes down to that last moment in a 10 hour race, that 10 hour race Mm -hmm. came down to that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Mazda, Mazda passed kind of late for the lead I saw like with like 10 minutes to go or something and that that was kind of a good setup for Ricky Taylor coming to get second yeah um, in the championship it it was yeah I mean it was solid I again the move was a little bit questionable I don't I don't really know where you go from there in terms of like you can't just block for a championship in that kind of racing unless you can because maybe I don't know is that is that allowed it's it's like we have fenders we do have fenders like yeah i think in indycar and formula one it'd be a a lot more harder for the stewards to be like "Eh, we're just gonna let that slide yeah (laughs) i think here it's more and you know i'm not an imsa experts maybe i'm in the wrong here but i i agree with the call just gonna do anything just yeah you don't want a championship decided i do there should be some criticism for it and i I totally get why people are doing that, but I think they made the right call because you don't want a championship, like you said, decided on something like that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like Ricky Taylor, he was coming from way fucking behind anyways. Like he said, yeah, they, he, I don't know. It's like he, he was already in a bad position. I think the, mm-hmm. the 31 team kind of does deserve it at that point. So, oh yeah. Yeah. It's all, all fair game. I've seen worse things in motorsports. Uh, shout out to Pippo Durrani. This is his first championship. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. I've heard his name forever. Whenever right. I watch IMSA, he's always talked about. I know he's a crackhead on the, or he's unhinged rather. He's unhinged on the, behind the wheel in these mm. DPIs I've mm-hmm. seen. <laughs> yeah. He, this is his first, uh, championship in IMSA. So, so awesome. to him. That's really cool. Brazilian too. Good week for Brazil. Race car yeah, drivers. Really good Brazil. Of, just Brazil motorsport people. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, also a good send off for Mazda. This was their yep. last race in IMSA. They said for now, which I find interesting. Maybe they're coming back in 23 or something. Yeah. Because 20, 2023, a lot of changes are happening. And yeah, I think LMDH it's the new and... prototype class yeah. is coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they ended up winning their last start. So, really cool there. And whenever I think of Mazda, I always, I always hear a Bob Varsha's voice saying Mazda. Oh my God, that's so, <laughs> on, oh, that's so on, accurate. On Speed Channel, I can always yeah. hear him say that. And I don't even know why. It's like, I'd only watched the Rolex. It I hear Calvin him. Fish saying Mazda. Mazda. <laughs> God. Right. But fucking, um, no. Remember mm-hmm. when they had Lee Diffie, Calvin Fish, and Dale Jr. in one booth? Yes. How many different yes. accents can you get in one booth? Oh my God. So funny. Speak of the booth, though, uh, NBC put all of their best people there this weekend. Oh my, they always do for like the endurance races. They They really sent the best of the best down there. They weren't messing around. And I love Steve Letarte, but he talked about NASCAR a bit too much. But his insight and analysis is so good. When it was really impressive, yeah, really impressive, really impressive. And I think, uh, I think Loki, the NASCAR stuff, I don't know if that was his fault. I think. No, that is his background. To be that fair, that is his background. And I know NBC. We know NBC. Mm-hmm. They will, you know, they will plug in NASCAR. Remember Chase yeah. Elliott at the damn Rolex? They would not stop talking about him. Yeah, I. Christ. A lot of the NASCAR talk was from NBC. I'm sure. At, yes. was the Rolex. That's proof enough. Like mm-hmm. ridiculous. But uh, no, the booth that they had. Both of them. Yeah, both teams they had. They had an A team and a B team. The B team mm-hmm. took over the middle stints and had Dave Burns, Brian fucking Till. I will say this right now. He is one of the greatest color commentators I've seen in motorsports. And I don't know why. He is He's just really like, good. He knows so much. Yeah. What was he talking about yesterday? He was talking about like the difference between like young drivers and older drivers and how like young drivers, they don't know what they don't know. And that's right. why they are fast sometimes. And it's just, oh my God, he's just so smart. I loved him at the Rolex. I love every time he's speaking. He's so mm-hmm. smart. I My brain feels so much bigger every time he talks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just so wise. And oh my God. Lee, and Lee Diffie, always a legend. Like he can call right. anything. He called that finish pretty good. He did. I mean, mm-hmm. and Townsend Bell, I love him. I yeah, know he yells solid. all the time, but he's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I've I've I love Townsend Bell even in mm-hmm. IndyCar. I love him. I Me would too. never. I would. I'm. I'd be fine. You you know who I want gone in the IndyCar booth. So yes. <laughs> God man, IMSA so good. Only seventy six days for the Rolex twenty four. As I know, short off season. Yes, I'm yeah. so excited. They gotta get ready for their biggest race of the year. Um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. Enza, oh, I wish I watched more of the normal races, but I think it's because I, I think in the middle of the season, I'm focused on NASCAR, IndyCar, and F1. It's like hard to right. fit. It's hard to fit in. Um, it's why I never catch the end of the Supercross season because it's just like, yeah. I don't know, it's hard to focus. But right. Speaking of like actual like focus, we mentioned this earlier. I feel like the broadcasts. I don't know what it is, but they do a good job of making the broadcast very, I guess, accessible. And that, like, because it's a 10 hour race. Yeah. And it makes it, they make it an easy watch, if that makes sense. 
because mm-hmm. you don't you, like you can afford to not hyper focus on it do you know what i mean yeah they do a good job of catching you up i feel like um and the yeah. stuff they talk about they're not talking about like they spend a lot of time talking about things that n- aren't necessarily happening on track mm-hmm. which i think is great because you they have so much time they might as well they're not just sitting there being boring like oh there's the corvette going you know right. blah 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 it's like the race is getting a little slow so right good job good job nbc the whole For season sure. too with like indycar nascar i say i think the nascar coverage is actually decent yeah this is actually the last race that'll ever be on nbc sports network because That's that crazy. channel's going away uh nbc overall did such a good job this year like mm-hmm. it's really astonishing like their nascar coverage like love or like the playoffs or not they did such a good job yeah. like they had like four boxes on during nascar the indy 500 that was probably some of the best production i've ever seen the indy 500 was good yeah indy 500 was superb mm-hmm. and supercross if you don't watch supercross you're missing now that's really good too like nbc has a monopoly on american motorsports and that's maybe not ideal but they do really good with it and i think this year they brought their best and it really showed yeah all year. I just realized I stole that from the topic from the next segment. It's okay, though. It still works. <laughs> no, it worked perfectly. That's why I ran with it. I know the segue. Oh, I, I do good at segues, Loki. You do. Segwaying. You do. <laughs> segwaying. Um, is there anything else to talk about? Well, I don't even know. So I don't even know who won the other championships, though, the other classes. I don't either. I mainly focus on DPI, and that's the right. fault of mine. And well, arguably TV as well. But yes. They um, talk a lot about DPI. Which I think is fair. That's like the big right. boys. So mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, I don't even. I think it, well, obviously one of the Corvettes won the championship, but they did not win mm-hmm. Petit Le Mans, and they have it since 2010 apparently. So I didn't know that oh, was wow. Like, yeah, because mm. they've been the 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 best like GT GTLM team for like mm-hmm. a few years now. So yeah, yeah, it's that's kind of I don't know. Well, It'll be interesting to see how that class goes next year, but. Yeah. Well, Zach, if you want to know all the championships, who won for IMSA, for our T here, don't go to IMSA's social media accounts. Or honestly, their website sucks. It's so hard to navigate. Yeah. So now we're going to spill some tea. But like, let's spill some tea. So IMSA social media is not good. I did not realize this. We were talking about this before we started recording. Uh, we I went last night after the race, I went to IMSA's Twitter accounts. I wanted to look at some highlights and just, you know, before I go to bed, I want to like relive it. They hadn't tweeted in like seven hours <laughs> during the 10 hour race. I could not believe it. And then I think it took them a couple more hours before they tweeted like, here's who won the race. Like they didn't have any videos, no graphics. Um, I know the old IMSA social media person is now NASCARs, apparently. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, so they switched, <laughs> they switched that up. So I don't know if that's really, that's probably really hurting them. Okay. So um, number one, sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off. Yeah, go for it. Though they haven't even updated the point standings on the website. It still shows it before oh Road Atlanta. That's, that's not good. <laughs> Besties. Like the IMSA, IMSA.com slash WeatherTech slash standings. Ricky Taylor oh. is still the points leader with Felipe Albuquerque. Oh, no. It's the same point total I looked at last episode. 
I'm pretty That's... sure it still says. Z- Wait a minute. Yeah, it says zero for Road Atlanta. That's not good. <laughs> so they're it's... social media person. It's I, almost I been 24 hours. I know. I, um, yeah. So you remember when we first <laughs> talked about IndyCar and their right. social media presence? And then yes. all of a sudden, IndyCar started improving it. IMSA, if you're listening. <laughs> Girl. Uh, we're here for you. I don't even know if we can add them on Twitter to fix it because I don't know if they're going to see it. So <laughs> I don't know if they're going to log in to see it. So I don't know what we're going to do, Alex. I think we're Oh, fun. my gosh. I think we're going to have to oh. go down to Daytona at their office. Um, so, you know. What? We have a Twitter account? Oh, like, what's the password? I don't know the password. <laughs> oh, shit. These gays are fucking harassing us. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually about to tweet this right now. It's kind of embarrassing. Like, Yeah, that's not... Like even IndyCar at their lowest of lows in their online presence, they would have that updated. It may be all blue and you can't see it, but at least they'd update it, right? Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is not good. That's worse than I thought. But maybe I know there's that's hope. Awful. Maybe because there's hope. To be yeah. fair though, I had trouble finding the point standings for GTLM and the other classes. I had trouble finding those points yesterday the way they have them presented is so weird it's like the total you have to like look for the total i don't know i yesterday though i was having so much trouble finding like let me see if i can go to gtl well and that really once again credits nbc a lot because nbc did an outstanding job as we said presenting the points and what they look like and yeah they're the only one what they need to do yeah (laughs) only (laughs) they're the only ones that know what the points look like thank (laughs) god they showed us them jesus christ you can't go to their site you can't go to their twitter yeah that's not ideal um was there anything else you want to talk about with the the social media zach please do something right like what the fuck like they have some tweets but like damn Maybe their uh, listeners like IndyCar apparently is, and they'll make some changes. Maybe I got to change my major and start applying for jobs because they might be hiring at this point, or that's at least what they I, will be. That's the major I'm going in is marketing and social media stuff. So listen, I'll take the job. All right. <laughs> come on, Alex. Get in there, Alex. Jesus. All right. Um, so next I, thing on the T. Yeah. Yes, have I'm you sure. seen, this is like a literally a quick thing. Have you seen okay. the Supra funny car? I, on Twitter, I almost added this. Yeah, it's, yo, dude, it's not, it looks so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I can't even make the face it's making, but y'all know what I'm talking. about. It looks derpy as hell. Yeah, the Toyota Supra. I don't like the Toyota Supra. I don't. <laughs> to be fair, no car is gonna look good on a funny car. That's just how it is. True. It looks really funny. That's for sure. It looks funny. Maybe that's why it's called the funny car. Oh shit. Maybe drag racing is what I got to give into. Drag? 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 Wait a minute. RuPaul's hosting it. Like, what are we doing? Guys, Alex, there's a market there. There is. There's a market. This is all. We are in the market. (laughs) Let's get RuPaul to an NRHRA race. Let's do it. Oh, my God. No, they got the drag queens doing the thing. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't. All I right. would. I would die. Anyway, next Moving thing on, on the T. Uh, the big news here, actually, with IndyCar silly season, Kyle Kirkwood is going to race full time for AJ Foyt Racing in the 14 car, replacing Sebastian Bourdais. 
I saw a lot of people kind of upset about that, that he's not going to like a big team. So personally, I think it's a little disrespectful to Kyle Kirkwood because it's like, and Dreddy's only plan to give him a ride was if he could ship Colton Hurd at an F1. Yeah. <laughs> and that was confirmed. Like that was the plan by Kirkwood himself confirmed it. Like, yeah, if Colton would have went with the F1, I would have been in 26 car. That was Damn. the plan. So they, they just didn't have a backup plan. They just, so it came to a date where Kyle Kirkwood was able to talk to other teams because they were, Andretti was going to have him run three races, including the Indy 500 for an extra car. They were going to, then at one point, it sounded like he was maybe going to drive in the 18 Vassar Sullivan car with a partnership with Andretti. And then he's going to drive the 14 car who was, that was apparently going to be a part-time car with Sebastian Bourdais and maybe another driver. Okay. And now, and now it's Kyle Kirkwood full-time. Interesting. So it just kind of went all over the place, all because Andretti wanted to go to F1. <sighs> Come on, Andretti. And Y'all, they, they're gore-bossing too close to the sun. That's why Andretti has yeah. done this last month. <laughs> I don't know who said this. It might have been Mario Andretti. I don't know. It was someone. Damn. Some, someone <laughs> said that Kyle Mario Kirk- himself. Kyle Kirkwood was like the next Joseph Newgarden. Like he's this young American driver who is just like, and he's hot. Did you see him with facial hair? Yes. Yes, I saw that interview. Yes, he's I, fine. I was like, oh, he can grow facial hair. Interesting. He's fine I'll take note of that. So yeah, he's the next but, Joseph uh, Newgarden. I see him. I see yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Mario has tastes. I like Kyle's. <laughs> I like anyway, my Kyle's. Like, I take him. I'm collecting them like Pokemon cards. Shit. shit. <laughs> but God damn. I don't know who it was. I think it was Mario Andretti. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It was someone. But someone said that he hasn't seen an American talent jump into a car and get it that fast since Joseph Newgarden. And Michael Andretti just let him go. It's a, I think it's a one-year deal at Foyt. And honestly, yeah. he, ain't, he ain't staying there longer than a year. He's going right. to be a top I think Andretti can three. get him back, to be fair. Well, well, I think the only way they do that is if Rossi actually leaves, which I think is a fair That's true. possibility. So, um, but again, I don't know where Rossi would go. So it's so Andretti's lineup is Herta, Rossi, um, Grosjean, and, and Devlin De Francesco. Who? What? <laughs> what? I missed this. So Who? okay, let's talk about this. I wasn't going to mention that, but so for. Francesco, it's finished like fifth in Indy Lights last year, and Kyle Kirkwood won the championship. Uh, Devlin De Francesco, I think, has money behind him. I think uh, I knew that. I already so, knew that. And he's I just like <laughs> he's going into the twenty nine car that James Hinchcliffe right. drove, and so he got the ride before Kyle Kirkwood, and that is why I think it is really disrespectful that Kirkwood did not get it and Andretti and fumbled the bag I get it Devlin Bay Francesco seems like a great person I'm sure he is let me look him up I it's just <laughs> you're putting the guy who got sixth or fifth in Indy Lights over in Indy Lights they have like yes. nine cars in Indy Lights I know like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah so not I don't know I just think it's kind of BS but I mean what it's name about the, oh. Money, money talks. He's about to pull a Zach Veach. <laughs> I mean, I that, like 20, Zach Veach. that 29 car was so slow with James Hinchcliffe. I'm a little worried. Oof. And like, I hope, 
I hope Devlin does well in that car, but I don't have high hopes because that 29 was a turtle all year. So, <laughs> like, no, the way seriously. you said turtle. The way turtle. you said turtle. I don't know why that was so funny. Did y'all think that was funny? That was funny. That I've never heard a race car described like that for some reason. Like that 29 car was a turtle. It was. <laughs> no, you're right. It was slow. James did not. James needs to go home. And I, I, he's going and home. I don't. I don't think that was James's fault either. I think True. that car is just terrible. Andretti's kind of cursed. We know that. Like Zach, you know Zach Veach. He was yeah. run, He was leading in one of the classes last night in IMSA. And I'm like Zach Veach. Maybe Colton Herta is just carrying Andretti so yeah. much to where that's it looks why like they're kind of fine. I think it, Colton Herta needs to get out of there, man. <laughs> They're trying to ship him out. He's carrying the team. Just, He's I don't know. carrying that entire team on his back. Yes. And I will say, uh, Kyle Kirkwood, I don't think he'll stay one year at Voight, like I was saying. I think someone's going to try picking him up, whether it's Ganasty, if Jimmy's done after two years, who knows, maybe the 48 car, if Carvana wants to stay. Or the Penske 12 car, Will, will Powers contract ends Ooh. after 23. Yeah, I think I think Penske's going to do something in 2023, whether it's Rena's VK, whether it's Colton Herta. Better watch like Roger me. now. Listen, Roger Penske don't, don't mess him. around. Tim Sendrick don't mess around. You they're know what he's try doing to, right now? He's got, he's got a glass of wine. And he's got he's on his computer, <laughs> just looking. He's just looking. He's waiting yeah, for the I, right I, moment to strike. Yes, he's waiting. Don't fuck with him. <laughs> yeah, I think I, he should be the president. Roger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I trust him. I'd let him raise gas prices, even though that's not what the president does. True. Oh, dumbasses. <laughs> but no, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to get political. No, no, you're you're good. I I to close a close that topic. I Kirk there's no way Kirkwood stays at the point for long. I made a tweet because Kirkwood was leading one of the classes yesterday in the IMSA race. Oh Kirk Lee Diffie's practicing for when he gets to call Kyle Kirkwood in first, and someone's like, he's going to be in the 14 car next year in IndyCar. I'm like, I know. I'm talking about in the future. Yeah. <laughs> like, he ain't going to be leading next year in that car. No, but. I think, though, he could get mm-hmm. some decent, maybe some top tens. There's always, I mean, Borde, oh, yeah. did Borde get some good runs this year? I don't remember, but. Um, this year wasn't great, but he had yeah. some shines of hope. But Foyt is just kind of ass. That's the like, worst team. It really yeah. is, unfortunately. And poor Dalton Kellett. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this on here or not, but uh, Carlin and Junkos are probably merging. It sounds yeah, like I saw something like that. So, and they're probably the two teams right with Foyt. I think that's yeah. going to really help them. It's going to give them more feedback and everything. So yeah, Foyt will be the worst team next year again. Yeah, they're such a oh, they're like Richard Petty. Right. Richard Petty yeah. Motorsports. It's literally I see what you're that saying. Vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so sad. Like, it's such a big, like, name behind that team. AJ Foyt. Like, oh, mm-hmm. sad. You know, you want to see them do well. Same with, like, Williams. Williams has such a big name behind Right. Right. Oh, weird. Oh, well. Well, they'll get it. They'll get it. IndyCar is forgiving. Um, a lot can happen in races. They might find an opportunity to get some right. good results. So, right. I wish them the best next year. Another IndyCar topic, uh, Chip Ganassi apparently said that he will field a fifth car for Jimmy Johnson at the Indy 500 next year. 
Um, we, this is kind of obvious at this point, but right. this hasn't been like confirmed. Apparently Chip Ganassi said that, that he will have a car Wait. for Jimmy next year. If, hold on. Did I miss something? Who's So there's the eight, the nine, and the 10. What's the other Ganassi car? Tony Kanan. What number? That'll probably be a different number because I'm sure Jimmy will get the 48. Okay. But that's, that's okay. what it is because the contract has Kanan doing the ovals and Jimmy the road and street courses. But since Jimmy wants to do an oval, they're adding okay. an extra car. So Kanan will still run the 500 for them. Okay. Oh, that's what confused me. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because, oh, I'm dumb. Never mind. So it's, no, it, it's a little confusing. It's yeah. actually the same exact team as I don't know why mm-hmm. I thought they added a whole new car. I. <laughs> Anyways, oh well, they will add a whole new car. For they will just one for race. the five hundred. Okay. Yes. Anyways, yeah. Um. Well, that's that's definitely T. I think yeah. we all knew it was going to happen, but yeah. Cool. <laughs> I think it's. I'm a little concerned for Jimmy. So I I feel like he's going to be a part of Bump Day in some capacity. Um. I. I hope he makes the race. You know. I think in Nasty, they're gonna they're gonna give him the. Best I know. Car. I know, but look at the speeds that they've had this year and Jimmy's toward the bottom, which is understandable and fine. I'm just a little concerned that he's going to be a part of Bump Day. I mean, Will Power was in Bump Day this year. That's true, but... I could 100% see Jimmy Johnson in Bump Day. Yeah, I think he might be involved, but I trust Ganassi to give him a good They'll give him everything he needs. Prepare him. He has Scott Dixon, Tony Kanaan. Oh, yeah. As teammates, Dario, um, he has Dario Franchitti as like an advisor. Oh he yeah, has so many resources. I feel like um, I everyone think in the paddock's going to be helping Jimmy. Compared to like Alonzo, where mm-hmm. the McLaren effort in 2019 was just a mess. Um, right. But also, we might have a lot of cars at the Indy 500 next year. So, oh it's, yeah, if there are a lot of cars, like I saw a David Land thumbnail that said like 40 cars. I don't know if that's realistic or not but like then yeah that's probably maybe. that's probably the maximum number it could reach is 40 yeah so, i don't think it'll go any higher than that it could get sketchy but that's mm-hmm. why indy 500 qualifying is so great it's a whole event yeah. it's a race within a race honestly like it's, i'm i'm so excited for that next year yep. that's gonna be one of the most exciting qualifying sessions and this year's, year's was crazy yes. yeah yes oh that's gonna be fun yeah all right well good on jimmy for doing that so this last bit of tea here, I kind of want to relate it to last week's episode with Cassie Fambro. Um, little controversial topic here. Yeah. So, so Nikita Mazepin, everyone knows who that is. Uh, he was apparently crying after his qualifying effort in Brazil. And listen, I thought it was funny too, right? Yeah. But then, I, I, I like, I kind of chuckled. I'm, I'm, right, I'm, right, right. I'm going to hell. It's okay. <laughs> so listen, I, I read the article. It was a racer article, I believe. Uh, people are leaving Haas and he's trying really hard and he and I think he's taking that as a personal attack on himself is kind of what the article was alluding to mm-hmm. and you know he has a lot of disdain for him for valid reasons and yes. I would compare him to Noah Gragson in NASCAR and if you listen to our episode with Cassie I would strongly recommend you do Last it it's a great episode mm-hmm. episode 51 I, so we talked about Noah Gragson. We talked about Matt Benedetto, right? And when and how do you show grace to someone and when do you show empathy for people, right? 
And I think Nikita Mazepin is a, another example of that, right? Because he is, for good reason, not liked. There's very valid reasons. And he's yeah. had a lot of missteps in his A lot of people life. have said he should not be in F1 for Correct. many different reasons, too. Not even yes. just off-track stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. is he actually ready? Because he's been right. controversial on the track in F2. Right. I just see this whole thing as like almost, it's just unfortunate that he's in this position. Mm-hmm. because it's obvious that he might not be ready, but also Haas is the worst team on the grid. Right. Like Mick Schumacher has been struggling with this car. Mm-hmm. It's just a shitty situation for everybody involved. And yeah. they've had a PR crisis with Mazepin for what he did off track. And I personally feel like he has not really still done anything about that. Like, right just let it sweep under the rug and ignore that it happened and then right but do you see the comparison i'm trying to make with braxton kind of it's because they both have done bad things i would say they're fairly similar but then and gregson he has kind of just said i'm the way i am and you're not going to change how i am and mazapin's kind of had the same mentality he's not going to change it. he's just going to push it aside and i hate that however However, when you think about it, it's like there's a lot of pressure being the most hated driver, one of the most hated drivers in Formula One, which is a global series. So it's like, I feel bad for him. I I do. I see that. Yeah. The same way with Noah Gregson. Like before we talked with Cassie, I just did not care about him. But then I'm like, you know, I get it. You know, that's got to be really, really hard to be in that kind of position. So for Mazepin, he's crying because he thinks people are leaving the team because of him. Like that, he's our age, Zach. You know? It's like hard. I, that, I don't know. It's a I, hard just, I feel topic. bad for him. I do. It's, and I'm sure if someone listens to this, they're going to be like, oh my God, Alex sympathizes with Mazepin? What? It's like, no, he did a lot of wrong stuff. But like in that position, I can, I can sympathize with that, you know? It's hard because I feel like with both those drivers, they brought hate onto themselves with their actions. Mm-hmm. Both of them have not really done anything to, I guess, correct those actions or yeah. change my mind about how I view them. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to like something like sexual like harassment and assault, it's like, right. I guess it would be harassment. Um, well, I don't know. It, it, they're yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's hard to justify me kind of feeling sympathy for them because I would like to see a little bit more effort from them. Like oh, for sure. the whole thing with Larson is I wanted to see effort from him before I could tr- trust him again. Like, I don't know right. what that even means. Right. I haven't really seen anything from Mazepin or Gregson, but also mm-hmm. with Mazepin, it's like, it's even worse for him because he's, he just got thrown into F1 just because sure. he has money mm-hmm. and all of us know the problem with that is you get these drivers that don't know what they're doing in f1 and then they spin every week and then even more hate goes on to them because they're yep. obviously not ready it's just like it's not his fault but it's like right. you almost can't blame people i also see it though i don't want them to hurt themselves worst right. case worst comes to worst. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be mentally unhealthy and hate For themselves. Sure. Like, right. I don't, I'm not that kind of like, I don't have that much hate in my heart. Like, right. I wouldn't say I even I really hate, hate them. I don't even know them. 
Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's a very, it's a weird topic. Right. It's, it's definitely, definitely one, a tricky topic. It's hard to navigate. It is hard to navigate. It's also kind of easy for us to talk about it at the same time because I don't personally have a deep history with sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit, but it's like not like as to the extent. We're not women. People. Women also, are also yeah. We're not women. Yeah. Women in society, mm-hmm. um, they're very susceptible to it. So it's it's yeah, it's hard to navigate. It's just hard to navigate. And For sure, best case scenario, I would like. I still want. I don't know. I Gregson hasn't done anything lately in terms of like how he treats women it's just still the vibe i get and then also the lgb thing that yeah. he said kind of reinforces like he does not give a fuck about anyone else but himself and it's not in a good way like there's kyle bush only caring about himself but even he had the balls to be like i shouldn't have said the r word yeah i think sure. that's actually probably the best way to end my take on it because for sure there's you gotta you gotta own up to what you do you have to they are you said adults. that you said that really well, Zach. Yeah. I I want to say that one thing about this is that you can't for Noah Gregson and Nikita Mazepin, uh, social media. It's really hard for them to even be able if they wanted to. That's true. If they wanted to change and grow, social media is not going to let them do that. Right. You know because Kyle Larson. Let's go back to him. People still despise him yeah even though for a lot of people it's not their place to accept his apology they are still just ruthless about it even though it's not their place to be ruthless about it so when i think of gragson and mazepin i think of like kurt bush kurt Mm -hmm. bush has as a completely different person than he was like 2003 you know yes and and even like 2011 and like yeah yeah. he's done a lot of shit and Kurt Busch has, he is a shining example. If you let someone grow and change and you like, like if you try and help them, they can change and grow and become a better person. I fear that if Noah Gregson or Nikita Mazepin want to change, I'm not saying they will, but if they ever wanted to, I don't think they would ever be able to because of social media and how ruthless people are because they'll never let them live it down that's a Kurt Busch is able to because social media wasn't really big especially right. in the NASCAR circle until after he got better right huh you that's know? an interesting point you know what I mean like that I, I knew no about that it's like I've been thinking about it really a lot ever since we talked to Cassie I, I always recommend people I always yeah. put myself in those shoes too and it's like mm-hmm. I think my philosophy is Mm-hmm. do that to be better don't do it just to make people forgive you because like at the end of the right. day you almost can't be concerned with what other people think mm-hmm. but at the same time you have to almost listen to their criticism right if it's yeah. like because i feel like gregson has just kind of ignored any criticism but again it's how I think online you're meant you're made to defend yourself yeah i think that's a, that's a big problem with it right now is you're made to defend yourself you have to fight back and if you even if you give in and like apologize you're going to get attacked for it oh you know what i yeah. mean it's just you can't you can't win even if you wanted yeah. to try and it is rough 
I don't know. I Kyle Busch's saving grace after saying the R slur was that Matthew Benedetto decided to jump in and take all the spotlight. I know he. Oh my god! If, if so, he so didn't kind do of that, Benedetto, honestly, <laughs> if he didn't do that, Kyle Busch would still be getting crap right now. But he took all the spotlight. Yeah. And Kyle Busch apologized, but people were still like, "Oh, this is just a PR statement." You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just you can't you can't win. I don't know. I'm just been really thinking about it this week and like reevaluating like when and how you should like respond to like shitty people but like, even if it is sorry i cut you off no go for it even if it is hard to mm-hmm. i guess like make a difference like change mm-hmm. change yourself in front of like a public image it's like still do something right oh yeah you know. totally should that's but, i think that's where i'm getting at it because kyle bush mm-hmm. at least simply just apologize for it like that's all he needs to say right because i you know it's not worth like i don't like when people go into like in-depth apologies like oh this is why i said it blah 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 like no one asked (laughs) no one asked i i totally agree yeah it's a yeah it's um it's definitely a rough topic but i wanted to bring this up just because i've been thinking about it ever since cassie and my whole viewpoint Yes, and my whole viewpoint has just really changed. So, yeah, I'm. I thought, I thought he was a perfect example when I saw that article. So, I'm yeah. kind of exhausted from social media, and I hate saying cancel culture, but it is kind of, it is kind of a thing. It doesn't actually work. Like no one actually gets canceled, mm-hmm. but people want to cancel people. Yep. it is a thing. Yeah, right. Um, yep. it's not the same as holding people accountable because. I feel like cancel culture was born out of holding people accountable. It just got, it's just extreme. It's at an extreme now. It's extremism. Yeah. Extremism is bad. No matter if it's what, whatever side you're on, it's just bad. Holding people accountable is good and great. And we should do that. It's when you are going, even when someone does like accept being held accountable and you still tear them down, that's too far. Yeah. And there are far too many people, especially on social media that do that. Yeah. There's like 16 and 17 year olds that get like canceled on TikTok, which like I understand they're going to say stupid shit. They're literally legally kids. Yeah. But also it's like, it's, I don't think you should harass them over it. Like, yeah. And then also when you correct people for like doing dumb stuff, I've had, I've been as a, as an educator, I've been trying to like think of people's background more when I like approach them with, with a difference of thought. Mm -hmm. Um, because I know I don't like when people approach me and they kind of attack me for like a different thought. Like, yeah, I was talking about medication one time with someone and I just felt like they really attacked me for my like how I felt about my own medication. But it related to my mm-hmm. personal experience and I just didn't really want to listen to them. Right. I don't know. So yeah. moral of the story is be good people. Right. Um worry about yourself yep low-key yeah (laughs) um but then in the context of like the the shit we just talked about i don't know i don't know what do i say about that i think yeah i think i closed it off with kyle bush kyle bush had the balls to do something Mm -hmm. i would like to see mazapin and gregson do a little bit more that's fair that's that's what i see good conversation that was good. Thanks for thanks for putting out that that yeah. tea. That tea set the damn house on fire. God. Yes, it did. <laughs> damn.
All right. The Formula One and the Sao Paulo Grand Prix at Brazil and Talagos, it was a fascinating race. It was, what's, a, what's an adjective? Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Sir Lewis Hamilton put on a brilliant show. And I, so Mexico last week, was quite boring to be honest. Yes, it was um, a snoozer. Was it a one-stop race last week? I think it was. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I just have a point about that later. It, yeah. Um, but so it was a very intense race. There was a battle between Verstappen and Hamilton, and I popped off so hard. I was literally, I felt like a white man watching football i am a white man and i do watch football sometimes so anyways i was popping the fuck off when hamilton got over Verstappen. i have to say i don't know what about this championship battle that has made me feel like this but i hate red bull i want to see them lose this championship so bad alex you heard me talking about them before you were recording you were pissed earlier (laughs) i called them some bad names some bad names some bad words I had a lot to say about Christian Horner. I Mm -hmm. am so... I think what really got me is how the Red Bull fans acted at Silverstone. Yeah. And then also the fact that it's such like a bandwagon thing to Mm -hmm. be a Verstappen fan this year. I just... Yeah. All the Americans love Verstappen because... They, I well, most people like Verstappen because obviously I can't, I can't blame them either. Lewis Hamilton yeah. has won everything mm-hmm. in the last like decade at this point. I still want to see him get number eight though. I literally do not want Verstappen to win this championship so bad, so right. bad. And I think a lot of people are kind of underestimating how good it would be if Hamilton still wins this championship. Oh, it'd be incredible. He's really yeah. had to work for it. I am very impartial on who wins, mainly because I think it'd be awesome if someone were to beat Lewis Hamilton. And I also think it'd be incredible if Lewis Hamilton were to get eight. I, I think either scenario is outstanding right. for Formula One and motorsports as a whole. History will be made. Either way, yeah. yeah. Like... I was explaining to my roommate earlier because I was like, oh my God, F1's on today. I'm so excited. I'm like, listen, Lewis Hamilton had a penalty, right? And oh, God, he this... I would not want to explain that shit. I know, I know. I'm like, I didn't, even, I didn't explain the sprint race. He had to start last in the sprint See, race. And then he had to get the fifth. I didn't explain any of that. Girl, I'm like, I I'm like he starts 10th. He has to start midfield. And I was just like, he has to get up there, pass half the field, and then get up to Verstappen. If he doesn't win today, the championship's probably over. Because then there's like a whole race gap like a race win gap in between yep. me and Max. He needs to win today. It's do or die for the championship yep. today. And I'm just like, if he can do it, that is just incredible for, for him as a driver. That's just to be able to pull that off. And he did, <laughs> you know? Like when I was explaining that to him, I'm like, oh, this probably won't happen. But here's what he needs to do. And he did exactly that. That is just- With a oh. fresh engine. That, so cool. that was a good, that was strategic. That was a strategic engine um, mm-hmm. engine change. 
Luckily, it worked out because it do, looked hairy. It looked a little do hairy. Do you think the engine changed? Do you think Mercedes saw this as their best chance to win with Brazil? I think the sprint race, well, actually, no, because the penalty is assessed after the sprint race. So I think so. Yeah. I heard on like, um, I don't know if it was practice, but I heard sometime over the weekend that Mercedes mm-hmm. probably picked this track because okay. passing here, there's a lot of DRS zones. And also, yep. the next That's two races won are him the race. The next two races yeah. are unknown. Sure. We don't really know how those races are going to go. So um, I think also just, they, I, I think they just needed a new engine. So they, they wanted to do it ASAP. Um, right. Because from what it sounded like, the stuff, they didn't get their issue figured out in Mexico or something. Mm-hmm. But they did a really good job. Even Valtteri, I mean, Valtteri won the sprint race. Valtteri mm-hmm. finished third, which is a big deal for the constructors. I believe they took the points lead or they held they, on to the points they lead. They retained, they kept the points lead. Right. Yeah. They, they had a one-point advantage going in and they improved it. Yep. And... Right. I, I thought today was the day Red Bull is going to extend the point lead in the drivers and Red Bull is going to take the lead to constructors. It was just not going to look good. Not the case. It, you couldn't write this championship better. I'm going to say that right now. As soon it's, as you it's think a fairy it's tale. over. As soon as you think <laughs> yeah. it's over, it's not. Lewis just had maybe one of the best drivers of his career. And, and that says a lot. As much as I hate sprint races, mm-hmm. it, the sprint race really let him flex his muscle. Um, mm-hmm. That might be an argument on, well, if you need Lewis Hamilton to start 20th in the sprint race to make it entertaining, yeah, right. maybe it's not that good. Um, yeah. I think that's how I feel about it. I still don't care for the sprint race, but... I still don't care about the sprint race either. Like that's, yeah. that's the only time I've heard it really be remarkable is when Lewis had to start last. Yeah, like so. I didn't even watch it at Monza, and I feel like I didn't miss anything. And at Silverstone, I did watch it, and I feel like all it did was... Well, it kind of created that lap one drama, but eh. Yeah. I don't know. It, but it also robbed us of a Verstappen versus Hamilton battle in the Grand Prix. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides that, that was an incredible drive. It was such an incredible race. Um, but there is so much drama for Lewis over the weekend. So I mean, much drama. I think he literally had everything going against them. So Netflix we never out, turned their cameras off. We st- oh my god, I need to finish the last season of Drive to Survive. So I, um, Lewis, not me, Lewis. They're already that's- got that engine penalty, so that's mm-hmm. like minus uh, five, five spots in mm-hmm. the grid. Not that bad. Um, like he would have started like what. Like, if he won the sprint race, he would have started fifth or sixth. Sixth, yeah. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Of course, um, the he got disqualified from his qualifying position where he qualified not on pole, but on – because they don't call it pole when there's a sprint race. But he had the fastest qualifying time. He had the pole yeah. for the sprint race. Sure. <laughs> but they don't call it that. They don't – Alex, they don't call it that. They don't even call it a sprint race, actually. Well, so. I call it that. It's the pole call- for the sprint race. <laughs> what did Martin Brundle say it, uh, to Megan Thee Stallion? Um, I do what I want. I can do what I, I want. I I can because I just did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the DRS infringement on the rear wing, which I assume is just the opening of the DRS, apparently it was two millimeters. Two millimeters. That's like three human hairs I saw on Twitter. Three human hairs. Oh, is that all it was? Yes. 
Oh, wow. And apparently, it was like dramatic. Yeah. Apparently, Verstappen was seen touching Hamilton's rear wing. That's a little gay. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. see. That's that's why I don't like Verstappen. He'd be touching Lewis's rear and fucking it all up. But so like we we race this one, but they have to get fined for touching rears. I know. Yeah, trying to give him a, a, a good job, pat on the back, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But and Max got fined fifty thousand euros for it. Um, for looking at a Merkwing in Park for me, I don't know if he actually touched it. I'm pretty sure he did touch it. I think so. I read he looked at it. Maybe he touched it. I don't know. He touched it with his eyes. T- <laughs> the force of Max Verstappen being near it made the metal bend. Um, He's a metal bend. Whatever metal it was, mm-hmm. it was just really unfortunate. Like, that's 20 places. that I mean, you got he got yeah. disqualified from qualifying. So it's like he didn't qualify at all. Um, drove up 15 spots in the sprint in 24 laps. That it just... I mean, the pace of the Mercedes this weekend was yeah, astronomical. There was no – we knew who the fastest guy was. It felt like 2020. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was kind of insane. Um, but then he has to assess – he still has to assess that engine penalty. So, basically, he took a 25-place penalty over the sprint and the, um, the, the Grand Prix. Crazy. And he still won the race after – after – his first attempt on Verstappen to pass him. Verstappen forgets how to drive the damn car and runs him off the track. I am shocked that wasn't a penalty. It, I'm ooh. still shocked that wasn't a penalty. Golden boy Max right there. I'll tell you what. I think that, <laughs> that was really lucky that he I, wasn't ordered to give that back. Yeah. I think if Lewis wasn't... Because Max was kind of in front of Lewis going into the corner... Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what the major kind of deciding factor was for it. Right. And, you know, at that point, I thought, oh, it's over. He can't get around Max. Like, that was a shot. Because it he, took him it, a few laps to try again. Yeah, and he, he got back up there again. I could. Oh, this drive was so good. It, it, the fact that he was able to do it again and get the lead that time, like, DRS won in the race, obviously. Like, yeah, but that's it, it's there for a reason. But oh yeah, I mean I totally get why. But it was just like the engine, you know, like would an older engine have been able to do what Lewis did today? I, I don't, don't think know. So, so that, yeah, I think that might have been the key. That engine, oh Mercedes, and that that drive, incredible. So if I'm correct, it took Lewis about three, kind of three attempts. Like the second attempt yeah. was more like he was he just got close. I I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I think he, it. Yeah. That was when Max was weaving. Max was weaving like Simon Pagano. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was, I swear. He, he was weaving a lot. And it was, I think Max got a black and white flag for it. He um, did. I had to look up what that meant. I didn't know what that meant. It's a warning. I learned. Yes, it's a warning. It's like, don't do that again or you will get a penalty. You get it mm-hmm. if you breach track limits like three times. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, so number one, let's just talk about a lot of people were discussing about max forcing lewis off the track thankfully it doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. lewis um still got by him anyways so you know it, it's okay that you your hand slipped max it's okay it happens to the best of us um mm-hmm. i like we talked about with emza earlier f1's a little different the f1 polices their racing it's very you know 
there's a lot on the line. Yeah. This is very expensive racing. Um, can be really dangerous. It's important to police it. But I do like seeing kind of racing drivers left to kind of just race themselves. But also, I felt like I was being edged the entire time I was watching that yeah. battle because it was just so annoying. And you know how it is with dirty air. And next year can't mm-hmm. come soon enough. I hope it's better because I I thought Lewis wasn't going to get back by. I was so worried about it. And it was going to mm-hmm. look like that Max forcing him off was going to be the deciding factor of that race. And that would have sucked if that Lewis could not sucked. get back by him. That would have yeah. sucked. I'm glad mm-hmm. we got the battle that we deserved. And Lewis won the race. Lewis yeah. deserved that race. He deserved he that win. Totally. He ran the better race. Mercedes, I, we'll talk about strategy in a minute. But yeah, you go ahead. I'm really glad this didn't end in a wreck between Verstappen and oh, Hamilton. Yeah, I, when he, they were going off the track, I thought that's what was happening. I thought they were just going to go straight into the barrier, but didn't happen. Me, this is the battle. I mean, we've had it all year, but this is just like, it's almost like the climax of this championship battle. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what anyways, I mean. Anyways, um, no, but for real, like we had a lot of races where we didn't actually see them battle on track. Right. It was like after the Silverstone and the Monza drama, they hadn't had an on-track altercation or they hadn't had, they couldn't race each other without wrecking for a while. That's, that's what I kind of mean. Yeah, yes. it was just like they didn't wreck. And it but was these like last few races, they've mm-hmm. been doing amazing. Like the battle we had today, mm-hmm. going to when Lewis finally made the pass, Lewis drove Max all the way to the inside once he got by him. It was kind of yep. sick. It was like, fuck off. It was like, fuck off, get fucked. Red Bull, suck my ass. That's kind of how I feel about Red Bull, but you just saw a little glimpse of it. <laughs> um, and it's not like legit hate. I just like, I'm rooting against them. It's it's all yeah. the fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh my God, now it's popping off. It, mm, what a good race. What a good race. What a good race. And the strategy. Yes. The strategy, the strategy played a lot into this because Hamilton got really close in the first place by doing an undercut. Yes. And that made Red Bull really uncomfortable. So then they did the undercut for the second stop. And I will say this, two stops for F1 are so perfect. It's so perfect for the pacing of the race because it's not like you get like 50 laps of just a green flag run and it gets boring. Um, 50 laps on an F1 track. It's like there's counterplay. There's counterplay involved. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what we saw happen. Red Bull tried to counter Mercedes because they thought Mercedes had a better strategy under the first stop. They counter, they think they counter Mercedes strategy, but then Mercedes ends up still beating Red Bull because yep. they did the overcut. They had fresher tires the entire last run. Um, I also thought Botas was going to do some interesting things there and stay out long to slow down Verstappen. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to happen, but then the VSC came out, and then you know they took that free pit stop. Then Botas leapfrog Perez. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like such a good day for Mercedes. They absolutely like and it fell in their way in a lot of ways. Yeah, Botas and Lewis both. They were like, I don't know about this strategy. Lewis wanted medium tires. Botas thought they should have not even pitted again at all. Hmm. It worked out though. They knew what they were doing, and. Mm -hmm. Did you see Toto's pop off at the camera? Yes, I did. That was that awesome. Was, that's it's like a meme on Twitter now. It's great. Oh my god, I was <laughs> right there with them. I 
literally like this weekend that moment reminded me of why i watch motorsports same i love motorsports this weekend is just everything i love about it it's a lot of slow action that builds up to some really really intense moments that you will never forget for sure that's the thing about motorsports that's awesome and it that's why I don't want to see it overcomplicated. That's why I feel like NASCAR mm-hmm. is overcomplicated. The simple art of a motorsport. You just need cars that race mm-hmm. a certain distance. It's not that you don't need stages. You don't need playoffs. You don't need competition cautions. You don't really need cautions. Lewis, by the way, he did all this with like no cautions, the entire, no safety cars the entire weekend. Well, that's a lie. Uh, at the start of the race, I think oh, he was there safety been... car? I think oh. at the start of the race, you were sleeping. Uh, <laughs> um, there was some really? debris at the start, and there was a safety car, and that helped Lewis catch up to the Red Bulls. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> that actually lying. makes sense, though, because I was like, yeah. how the fuck did he do all that? Because I woke up, and he, I saw him. Yeah, there, there was, at the start, I don't know if this is where the debris came from, but Lando, like was like oh, not even why, on track and that's i why think he had it, the pit really okay yeah and there was some debris that came i don't know if it was from that it was at the Oops. start and there was some debris on track so they had a safety car and then they had a they have had i think they had two virtual safety cars in yeah. this race so those helped mercedes a lot and as you yeah. mentioned botas uh, leaping uh, perez that's a big part of that very opportunistic as mm-hmm. ted kravitz said um yeah yeah it yeah, no, it was, um, I'm looking at our notes. I think that's really, like, the major things that happened in that race. Um, there was also some good yeah. battles between the two Frenchmen, Gasly and Ocon. Um, mm-hmm. There's, um, and they kind of used Gasly almost shoving Ocon off the track in turn one to kind of compare it to Verstappen and Hamilton, which I thought was interesting. Because mm. um, they did not have access to Verstappen's steering wheel, like, angle. Like, they, or... Oh. Because normally the camera that's on the onboard, Mm -hmm. it's looking in front normally, but it was looking back at Hamilton's car when they did the turn. So they couldn't see if Verstappen actually like let go of the wheel to like Mm. force Hamilton off or not. Interesting. It is. I think really probably what happened, I think think Verstappen just cooked it way too hot into the corner. Probably. He was just trying to defend. I don't think there was any like malicious intent there. So. Yeah, he's a good race car driver. He's a mm-hmm. and he knows Hamilton won't give an inch, but even though he, Hamilton did kind of give an inch, so yeah. Um, quintessential main, quintessential motorsports this weekend. Oh my god, it was my main takeaway is two stops. The Formula One like whole we talked about this. The race the the race length is so perfect, and the two it stops really beautiful. Yeah. break it up a lot like there was intensity literally like in the last 30 laps mm-hmm. it was a good show i'm i'm entertained i want to play the f1 game now i haven't played Me it too. in like a month i i think the red bull is still white in the game for some reason so there are only three races left for formula one this year and two brand new tracks and abu dhabi Dude. actually got modified too so it's like kind of all new tracks almost so and by the way, actually, here's a little tidbit. So yeah. the gap between Verstappen and Hamilton is 14 points. Mm-hmm. If the results of today's race repeated, they would be tied going into Abu Dhabi. That assumes Perez or Botas gets like the fastest lap. Right. I did normally, see that. 
which normally happens I, because they have time to. I could totally see that happening. I wish the fuck they do. And you know why I want to see it? Not only because it's entertaining, of course, mm-hmm. but you know why I want to see it. Because that's basically NASCAR's format, except it happened it's naturally. It's an actual championship. <laughs> isn't naturally. it so much, in- it's so much more fun <laughs> when it happens naturally, isn't it? Yeah. God. Dang. Man. I, no, but I think we need Paris and Botas in the final four. Yeah, definitely. Valtteri <laughs> Botas, 2021 champion. It's like, when did that happen? <laughs> well, that happened in 2020 NASCAR. Hamlin and Harvick battled all year mm-hmm. just to for Chase Elliott to fucking shit his pants and win Phoenix. Like, okay, cool. Don't remember. Ugh, whatever. Yeah. Well, we have another F1 race uh, this upcoming weekend, I'm pretty sure. okay yeah it's insane they're going to Qatar. It's in the middle east they were just at brazil y'all have fun with that girl when when's the start time by the way i i believe they're going back to their 9 a.m eastern next weekend i hope so it's better than i I like sleeping in a little bit but i know but it's better than they they were they've been better about it this year for like us because they had races start at like 5 a.m. and shit last year. Yeah. Some. Some. Mm-hmm. Not like a lot, but some. Yeah. So, um, that is interesting. I don't even remember what Qatar looks like. Um, like the track. I have no so. idea. Dude, Abu Dhabi is going to be at 8 a.m. on its race date. Girl. I know. But it was at 6 a.m. the last time or two years ago. So, I'm pretty sure. Okay, that was the Gay Racing Podcast. No fantasy picks to even talk about or make. Mm-mm. Now what? We have... Now what? Do we, we just leave? What do we do now? <laughs> what? I didn't think we'd get this far. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, though. Um, you know, I, I have a fun question to ask the viewers. Reply to us on Twitter. If Alex and I were a driver and a crew chief, which one would we be? Like, are you are you asking like if I'm the driver, you're the crew chief? If or like, like which one of us would fill which role? Like, well, I know what I'd say. I think I know what most people would say because I'm a little unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you need I mean, me making decisions. I'm also really indecisive. <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> That's an easy question. That's an easy question. I wanted to bring it up because I thought Mm -hmm. it was a cute idea. Because I feel like you run shit. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's true. And I'm like, but you get the job done. You upload the podcast. I get the job done. I do get the job done. And I I get us there and you finish it. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. You're my Cliff Daniels to my Kyle Larson. Aww. I love that. Mm. Cliff, Cliff is fine. I, is. by the way, so, mm-hmm. so many good pictures of Kyle came out um, this past mm-hmm. week. Um, he visited the LA Coliseum. I think we talked about that with Cassie. He was like at the LA Coliseum, I think. He looked I don't good. Even, I don't know if he did a media tour or something. I don't really care either. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, we recorded yeah, this, listening. by the way on a, on sunday night so that's sexy of us um, yes we're on top of it 
as I mentioned earlier, be kind, be, be safe. Um, it's getting cold. Don't catch COVID. Do your best. It sucks. I still can't really smell that good. And I had it like, wow, that was like a while ago. Yeah, I can I definitely, it's been getting there though. It has been getting mm. there, but um, yeah. All right, y'all take care. Um, thanks Alex so much and see y'all next week or maybe next week probably who knows I don't know probably who knows (laughs) maybe some maybe some crazy shit will happen all right bye (laughs) y'all bye